0: Shit, shit, shit show. It's a fucking shit show. show. Welcome back to Shit Show Saturday. Ahoy, my shit show party peeps, Andrea and Kiki, reporting from the closet. Say hi. I don't know if you hear that. (laughs) So, today's episode is super powerful. I think this is one of the most powerful conversations that I've had. This just goes to show how it is never too late to heal and how we can really endure some horrific, horrific shit and make it to the other side. But I did just want to give a trigger warning as there is some childhood sexual abuse mentioned, although nothing graphic, but just wanted to um, give you a little heads up there. And here we go. Welcome back to Shit Show Saturday. And I'm so excited for today's
1: shit show. Welcome, shit show, Sandra. It's great to see you. And it's great to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, I've listened to every single Saturday shit show with Mm -hmm. those S's. Um, You know, I'm very honored to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, me too. Uh,
0: so what song do you want played when you walk into a room?
1: Good question, because I just recently uh, selected my personal song. And it is sung by Jennifer Hudson. It's from the the play, and I'm going to forget the name now. But the song is called I'm Changing. It's a beautiful, powerful uh, and if you know Jennifer Hudson's voice. Jennifer
0: is from a Broadway show?
1: Yes. I am changing I'll be better than I am. But I need a friend.
0: Oh dream girls. Dream Girls. App. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, favorite carbohydrate. Ugh. Potato potato just a raw potato just like just take a big bite out of
1: it i love mashed potatoes really really finely made mashed potatoes um french fries um i have the few places where i'll buy the fast food the french fries other places i'll buy the burger and skip their fries i'm that i'm that devoted to good fries what is your favorite kind of fry what do you mean by favorite fry? It's fried in Greece, Greece. You <laughs> know, you
0: got like cur- curly fries. You got like oh, regular shoestring no, fries. No, 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 no.
1: Don't fuck with my fries. <laughs> it's traditional fries. Yes. Yeah. Straight, a bit crispy on the outside, a bit brown, and sort of resembling a little bit mashed potato in the inside. <laughs> in the inside. Sort of a yeah, little bit yes.
0: resembling it. Yeah, so what's we'll your favorite, like a fast food fry? Like what, what's your go-to? You have them all lined up. What do you want?
1: You know, lately I'll be there. At, I've, I've been buying them from Farmer's Boy. But you know what? I don't know if I've heard of that. They're up. Yeah, it's a, it's a Southern California chain. Um, and it's up there. On my list, but I'm not sure whether it's my favorite right now because I can order it through Uber Eats yeah, <laughs> <probably> yeah. door <laughs> yeah so so i'm I'm not quite
0: sure um so how do you eat your fries? Are you like a plain gal or you like your ketchup one, I'm a salt gal, okay,
1: yes, don't give me unsalted or poorly salted fries Um, and it changes generally it's ketchup and but more often it's out of the bag immediately while they're still warm
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah who cares about the ketchup yeah (sighs) okay (laughs) cheese
1: i love cheese and i got on this kick where while i was watching a lot of cooking shows and and they named all this cheese that I didn't know. Uh-huh. And so I started buying cheese with strange names. They, <laughs> they're, they're still in my free refrigerator, still uh-huh. in the wrapper, but the cheddar is open.
0: The cheddar. Uh, and sharp cheddar. Sharp cheddar. Um, okay. Well, you already, I think your answer is going to be, it's not really a condiment, but I'm going to let you have it. I think you're going to say
1: salt. <laughs> okay. We will agree to disagree because salt, my dear, is a condiment. Really, I used to, when before I became more mindful, I used to carry salt in my purse. You're like my dad.
0: So how did you find out that you were an adult child?
1: Well, it is recent. Within the last six weeks, um, I've been working with a wonderful therapist uh, now for several years, and she will recommend sometimes books and other sources. And she mentioned AC, ACA. I did not know about it. I didn't even know what the letters stood for. I had been uh, a participant in uh, Alcoholics Anonymous but I didn't know of ACA. I went online um, and I I finally made Google my friend at my age. (laughs) Um, And so many podcasts came up. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, I didn't know adult child was a thing. And I looked at the picture, you know, they have the Mm -hmm. logo or picture. I picked yours site, and I mean, without having listened to it, and I realized I picked yours because of that photo mm-hmm. on your website. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've seen images of, like, fractured people, and it's like a hard line down the middle, and mm-hmm. some sharp contrasting colors on either side. Your picture is is so subtle and impactful mm. is that you have different parts of your face but it's not it's they're not segregated by lines and the colors I like the colors I love color the colors are they're soft and they're not neutral so your picture spoke to me and then I listened to it and oh, I, you know, I went, I started with the first one because that comes, comes up. And then I, I went back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. I went back to the beginning and started with the fur the, your first podcast. For the first time in my life, I recognized myself. I have lived my life thinking that I'm a freak. In my dysfunctional family that I come from, I was born to a 14-year-old mother in 1949 whose family kicked her out to live with a 21-year-old man who drank and and beat her routinely. So as I've educated myself, my, my, my trauma, my ACEs, um they they began way back. And I've heard people on your your program mention the womb, and uh, I asked my mm-hmm. therapists about that. And there's a chemical. Is it cortisol? Mm-hmm. right. And, and so i I think of my mother dropping out of the eighth grade um, and being shunned uh, by her family. And within twenty months, she had two children. My brother was conceived when I was two months old. Wow! So she had a lot, a lot of her own trauma that, that which has led me to generational trauma. Wow. Uh, my grandmother was abused. I mean, it's, it, it's you know, I, I, I'm working. Abuse, we, we treat all those forms as anomalies. I'm finding we all have something. We it, it doesn't matter ethnicity, race, religion, income. We all have something that we have to work through. And now, what I found personally, for many years, I attended AA because I was of the understanding that I had a disease, and to cure this disease, I needed to stop drinking. My focus was on withstanding the temptation of drinking. And so I have over my life bouts of intense drinking. This last one is the one that sent me into uh, serious uh, treatment. Um, So Am I losing my train of thought? No, it's beautiful. Keep going. Okay. Um, so I've been chasing threats. I'm ill. I need to force myself to stop drinking. I always relapsed. And then I discovered a program at my, my hospital, HMO. They called it a dual diagnosis program. I'd never heard of it. It was new to me. And that brought together for the first time why I drink. Mm. I did not know. I didn't understand why I drink. And now I do. It's an, it's, it's an awakening. It's an awareness. And with that knowledge, I'm able to work steadily, patiently, kindly to myself to understand the impact of that early childhood Adversity on my life as an adult. The impact on my adult life is so profound that I could say I'm shy. If I'm in any situation, I head to the back, either the back of the room, against the wall, or in some body position where I won't be noticed. You notice me and I'm out of there. The fact that I'm talking to you now. It's a sign of my growth. It's a sign of my health. Um, and I I love it. I love, I love where I am now. I never believed that I had a choice in life. And with the messages I got up, I got as a child, and they were blunt and straightforward. This this is no um what do, what do they call it? Not smoke screen, but gaslighting. Okay, my mother. I recall at around 2 I had epilepsy my mother her reasoning was I had these fainting spells and seizures because I was inherently evil mm. so if our our personalities are formed with what between up well up to 5 in those first mm. years well I learned that I was evil. When I was three, I was regularly molested by a neighbor. I developed a raging vaginal infection. My mother's response was that I was dirty. And the infection remained untreated. I mean, it sort of healed itself. Um, on its on its own and and learning about adult child, what I thought w- were just anomalies. No human being on the planet h- experienced what I experienced, but multiple I mean everyone that I know in my life has something, something that they're battling. and my mother became we became sexual competitors when I was um, 13, her, her nickname for me at that age was cow. Um, so I came into adulthood with a lot of baggage. I'm getting to know myself. I'm getting to know myself in a way that I never have. I never allowed myself uh, to think of myself as a as a person who has value in the world mm-hmm. even though for nearly 40 years i was a university professor and a good teacher i loved teaching and um in my classes were always about more i was i taught literature was all they were always about more than just learning um, authors or reading names it, i would convey something about qual- the quality of life in that you can, you can change it. Um, one of the mantras I have, and I read it somewhere, is that one of the many gifts that God gives us is infinite, unlimited choice. That was a revelation for me because I grew up with no conception of choice, of choosing. And where I am now, in a moment, in an instant, I can change. And that contrasts with the past where I'm filled with so much self-doubt that before I speak, I'm planning what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. And if I'm in a group, while I'm dissociated Planning how I'm going to respond, Mm -hmm. the conversation has moved on. Mm -hmm. So I remain (laughs) silent. Yeah, (laughs) you're shaking your head. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So now I have choice, unlimited choice. And when I'm confronted with challenges, just routine life challenges with finances, relationships, my child response was this is happening to you only you personally, because your mother knows you, you're her infant child and she sees you as evil and dirty. And th- that's the way I, I approach things. And now when those voices come into my head, I can challenge them. I, I, what's happened as I've discovered my uh, adult child, practice makes perfect, the more, and especially with, with the degree of my self-doubt, the more I change the way I think, the way I change, the, uh, the more I change the way I see myself, the stronger I become. A- and I like to liken it to strengthening a muscle. How, but for me, it is more strengthening my spirituality. In my sorrow, I lost my spirituality. I shut it out. I did not believe. I did not believe that God had a role in this. And my recovery now, which I liken to a plane crash of myself, fortunately, they all lived. But I'm in the process of going around however many acres of my life, gathering the pieces, making sense of them and deciding on where they fit. And I am succeeding. And I love that. The feeling of succeeding, it's it's new to me. I have success in my life, but I always believed that it had nothing to do with me, that it was pure luck, happenstance, Mm -hmm. chance. Not that I had any role in it, and and that's also also changing. My wonderful therapist, on one of our conversations, I spent a long time with her, disparaging myself and keeping secrets, because if she knew, well, the child, she wouldn't like me. She would abandon me. She has not after a number of years, but, One time I was just disparaging myself and she let me talk. And when I finished, she said, who told you that? That was a life changer because I believed that what I was told was reality. And as a child, I did not separate from my parent. Parents are always loving. Mothers are always caring. A mother does not tell her child as she did me, and I quote her, you weren't no good baby. So I'm I'm carrying this. And, and now who told me that this information, this perception of myself, it's come from the outside. It didn't come from within me. Now, what comes from within me is the stuff that was criticized, oh, she's, she's, she's oversensitive. She doesn't get over things. Uh, she cries too much. And looking at that from another angle, you know what? I have a good heart. I like to be kind. I like to give. I liked to teach in a way that when students left my class, they were thinking about themselves and their worth, and their ability in a way that was very different from what uh, they came in with. And I'm working on celebrating those qualities and I'm working on owning them. Um, this This is a life transformation for me. Over the years, I was unhappy, I was sad, I was chronically depressed, I was immensely, suicidal, with several attempts beginning at age 13, and with several hospitalizations. And there was always something I believed was wrong with me. So I had all these loose strands. I'm depressed. I'm manic, but I'm not. My boat just is always pretty low in the water. Um, I'm whatever these labels and i was always chasing them but i never i never brought them together i never aggregated them i never looked at them as a whole i never considered that there were reasons rather than my own inner deficits um mm. and that 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 has changed things um remarkably i read many years ago another uh, life changing I read your beliefs create your reality what and that's something I've been working with in um, the when I was in the dual program and when I um, now that I'm working with my therapist because for me reality was, It it was fixed, unchangeable. And the only thing that I could do in my life was to be extra vigilant, to try to go around the hole in the ground without understanding that it wasn't a hole in the ground. It was kind of a chasm that spread across the landscape of of my mind. So adult child, I pulled it all together. I pulled it together. And when I spoke um, on your podcast, I was ecstatic. I was so in love with myself. And I did not have to have those feelings by artificially for me saying, you're a good person. You're a good woman. You've worked hard. It it, it came with The shift in my perception—it is so powerful. I, the, and and I listened to. I went from your program, which I'm devoted to, to listening (laughs) to uh, ACA, uh, the organization. Uh, There's a a channel of, of women's meetings that goes on. I was I was like a kind of a eavesdropper. (laughs) you, because I did not turn my camera on. The first time I turned my camera on was your program and you welcomed me and we connected. And I liked, I'll call it your chutzpah, is you have taken your adult child experiences and maybe for self, the understanding is a tool. But I'm gonna liken what you do now to a mighty sword that sort of cleaves open all that garbage that I was fed, all that misinformation I think of some gilded huge scimitar sword with uh with a with a jeweled handle to open that and for me to see. My, my journey, in addition to changing the way I see things, and I can, I see the world in a different way. I see beauty and magic that I never saw before, but that I loved, but that I associated with weakness, with oddness, um, and I'm celebrating it now. And, my fear of people, I was so afraid of people that it, I mean, it, 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 it was beyond reason that if I saw someone walking toward me and I'm headed to a door and they are maybe five people uh, away from me, that distance, I will stop and let them go first. Um, when I drove my car, If the light was green, I slowed down because my thinking was one, I won't reach the green light to go, to move on before it turns red and stops me. So I would slow to see what the light is gonna do. And if it turned red, you see, so be it. I was right we can change we can change we can change we can change and and i'm ch- i'm changing and it's my real self and one thing i know god never left me one thing that has aided me most powerfully is in aca and in aa it's the god of your understanding that has revolutionized my return to spirituality, that the work I'm doing now, I'm seeking peace, I'm seeking harmony, I'm seeking joy. My life now is about establishing balance. If you think of a scale or child teeter totter, all those adverse experiences, they they weighted down, they dominated, they controlled and allowed that scale, n- not ever to be balanced. I'm working on achieving balance, balance by seeing how I fit into the entire universe. Now, I taught for many, many years, and I, I, I look back on my teaching with pride. Um, I. I Worked hard at it. I was conscientious, and I wanted always to do to to do well. What I'm praying for now, and I pray, I pray that at I'll be 74 next month. I pray that at this time in my life, that I will be able to utilize all that love and care and Belief in the possibility of self change. I want to share that. Now, one of the the guests on your show mentioned synchronicity and how things line up. I can see that now, but I had to acknowledge it. I had to acknowledge it. And get this my beloved therapist is named Andrea. Really? And do not call her Andrew. Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And the, the prayer, I'm using and a lot because I see connections, whereas before, everything was fragmented. Everything was a jumble, a mess. I'm making connections. Mm-hmm. And this prayer for being able to share this experience with others, goddamn, out of blue, I get an email from Andrea Ashley. <laughs> yes, <laughs> what immediate panic, fear why is this happening to me? I can't do this, I'm not. But no, it's part of that it's part of that plan. It's, it's part of that connection and uh, synchronicity. One of the hardest things that I have done in therapy is connect with other people. And my, my therapist has guided me gently and expertly um, to where I can actually participate in a group Mm -hmm. face to face and not try to hide or not try to take lots of restroom breaks so I don't have to be in the room uh, where I'm reconnecting and reconnecting with friends as my authentic self that I've known for 20 years. And I, w- at one point, I apologized to them. I thanked them for putting up with me because I, I would have moods and at one I had to talk, I had to say out loud, "You know, a neighbor molested me. You know this happened to me i i I was locked in that place, but also I see now that it was a stage, and I realized they weren't putting up with me they why 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 for for twenty years or more, They love me mm. and I can say that. I can feel it. I know it. And the, 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 the idea that I can write my own script, paint my my own picture, um, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing such joy, um, creativity, ownership, authenticity in doing that. The book... I think it's called the four promises.
0: The four agreements. Oh, the four, four agreements. agreements. I think it is. Yes.
1: Right? Okay. Um, the one I've, one, they all made sense to me. Impeccable that speaking clearly, authentically, honestly, mindfully, because for many years, I did not speak. For a number of years, when I did speak, I stuttered. Um, all adding to this unflawed basket. And now, for example, faith—I didn't understand it. Faith was something in my mind and really child's mind. That's something you you close your eyes and grit your teeth and have faith, willpower. I changed. For me, faith is a verb. Every single moment I am faithing, faithing in the sense that I trust the universe, that it is always working for good, that I trust the universe, that like a planet or star moving in a, in a system, I am moving in the world. Um, And I matter. I make a difference. And I I can say that now without feeling, oh, you're just full of yourself. I mean, to the point of you're nothing. I landed in dual diagnosis. I had stopped going to AA. Um, I had a number of disappointments that all came at the same time. Um, I was divorced. I had not seen my adult child in more than seven years. And I didn't know whether she was alive or dead. And her parting comment when I evicted her was that I failed as a mother. So I remember sitting, I remember when I decided to drink again, I was sitting there mauling. Also, I don't cry because I was known as a crybaby. So I was mauling and I decided I, I can't bear this pain. I began to drink, drink alcohol. What is it they say in AA about how unfathomable, strange, mysterious alcoholism is. At the beginning, alcohol was my friend. It was such a glorious relief to sit home. At first I began drinking at night and that advanced to 24 seven where I was drinking all the time. I stopped my meds and I drank and drank. I remember telling, I had a psychiatrist checkup, telling her that I really enjoy wine. I drink a bottle a night. She looked at me, she said said, Sandra, that's alcoholism. And I said, but it's fun. And she said, alcoholics do not have fun. I used to wake up in the morning and cry because I did not die in the night, because I was still alive. My goal was to drink myself to death. I was, I nearly succeeded. I was this close. I drank to the point where I could no longer walk. If I wanted to get from one room to another, I had to scoot drag myself to another room so I spent hours on the floor passed out my goal always when I took a drink was oh not the the year the quality the type <laughs> pass out as soon as possible I was a wearing adult diapers um I I stopped eating i dropped down to 114 pounds i looked like i had come from a concentration camp but i i didn't care i just wanted out there's nothing for me here and i say i nearly succeeded god intervened mm-hmm. i was at a point where i could no longer urinate because i wasn't i was only drinking Alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, I could not write because my hand shook so badly. And there was a threshold I crossed, and I remember it, where I was, I did not feel the physical pain that came with alcoholism. I felt at peace. I think that may be, for me, that was the last stage. Um, mine was not a cry for help. I seriously, I wanted out. God intervened. I have a friend, a dear friend, who would come over periodically and I stopped answering her phone calls and I stopped um, connecting with her. She was due to come The next week we were gonna get together. I would have canceled, of course. She came to the door a week early. I had given her a key, she came in and found me Mm. in my shit, in my vomit, Mm. unconscious on the floor. Mm. She said a couple of simple words for me to me. She said, you need to get help. I went that direction. And I think I did not seek help sincerely. I, I sought help because there was nothing else for me to do. She had interrupted my plan. And, and there was a piece of me. I couldn't resume it. I couldn't go back in a corner. But it, this was meant to be. It was, I, 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 I said that I don't know what's ahead but God has a syllabus for me. My faithing allows me to look at that syllabus as it comes before me and count on the fact that this class I'm in, this learning at the end, I will be glorious. As a kid, I loved kaleidoscopes, but not the kind where you put some sparkles in and shake it, but but the real ones that some people still make with the glass inside. Now, with mindfulness, I can turn that kaleidoscope. I can turn it all completely around. I can shake it, but I can turn it just a millimeter and I will see more of myself and my whole self. In dual diagnosis, they introduced a term called radical acceptance. The belief or the understanding that two things that oppose each other can exist at the same time. And me, the lady who does not curse, but thanks to a shit show (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> has has built her vocabulary hell yeah I, I looked at the therapist leading that session and i said radical acceptance i said that's bullshit that's bullshit that's not possible it's either this or that and i have moved to where i can say it's this and that my mother was a brutalized, raped child at 14. I was convinced that she hated me. I can see now that she loved me and that where I am now is because of the choices she made to raise me that I saw as wrong. Why is she doing this? Why does she send me as a seven-year-old to walk for a mile in town to pay her bills that she used to... Pin in a handkerchief, money inside my blouse, and in those days, the fifties, you could pay bills at the post office. I have a clear vision of myself being shorter than the counter and looking up at the the teller or the person in the window why and she won't talk to me. sometimes she's sitting in a reverie, and she's smiling. I want to know why she's so happy. Actually, she's a dissociating big time. But if I interrupted that, it was, go away. Get away from me. Now I can look at the blessing inherent at that. I explored things in a fearless way. In this, I, I started calling it in 67, the fascination with Africa. I got on a plane with two other strangers who just happened to be students going and flew to Ghana and then I wanted to see more of West Africa and the group or this couple of people they stayed in Ghana. I got on a plane and I went to the Ivory Coast and I went to Sierra Leone and it never crossed my mind that what I was doing was really brave and radical. That is she She gave me a strength. I can see it now. I couldn't see it then. And I couldn't see it a month ago. The harmony energy that comes across in in your program is just, it's palpable. It's powerful. You are our guide. And I said to you, you found your place. Mm -hmm. I value the fact that you are vulnerable honest and forthcoming that you will tell us where you are in your recovery. You will tell us what you are processing. You're one of us, one of us.
0: Yeah. We're all just a bunch of shit shows.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you, I love it that you introduce a topic, Mm -hmm. but you're not a Nazi about the topic (laughs) that is, People can branch off and or they can say what's on their mind. I, I love you. as obviously, I love your show. I love it, I love it, I love it. Yeah. Um, and you as well. Yeah. Um, you you've you believe you are in where you're supposed to be. And believe it, you you are people, they gravitate toward you. They do. I do. But you understand. And not only do you understand, I think you love us. Of course I do. Yeah. Do you know yes.
0: that you are a fucking miracle?
1: What what? You, I, I,
0: you are a miracle. Truly. Uh, that uh,
1: that that moves me. I'm I'm working. My therapist will tell me I have a gift. I'm I'm working on owning that. I'm, I'm working on owning it because how can this be? How can I, this thing that was not loved in a motherly way, how, how can I be that? How can I be good? How can you be
0: alive uh, after everything that you've exactly, dear?
1: Oh, and that's the other thing I wanted to share with you redefining for myself, not for anyone else, childhood adversity. Do you know that in the ways that I chose to survive, to cope and to live an adequate life, the things I chose make me perfect. I, was, I am the perfect adult child. If you are threatened physically as a child, You develop ways to protect yourself, and I did. If people don't listen to you, as in me, you become silent. I became silent. So I become the shy, timid, stay in the back person, which is not my authentic self. That's not who I am inside. And that authentic self was the piece that made me love teaching and that made me effective as a teacher um, was that piece. So the power of change, we have it. Being physical, I used to think that the world was evil and the only thing it meted out was sorrow. But I, I own now that we are spirit and we come here to learn. I am celebrating owning the fact that I can change. The change is ongoing. It's not a goal. Mm-hmm. I am changing.
0: You're an amazing speaker. Your message is so important. And mm-hmm. I hope that you, you have the opportunity to share it beyond just here, because like I said, you, you truly are a miracle. Oh. Truly,
1: Andrea. Thank you for saying that. I'm I'm going to accept that. I'm going to work with it today and shut out those. get in, boys. baby. Yeah, <laughs> mm. oh, you're, wonderful. So you're wonderful. You're mm-hmm. wonderful.
0: Well, that wraps up Shit Show Saturday. As always, sign up for the Patreon. That is where I host weekly support groups, and it's where you say thanks, Andrea, for all that you do. Patreon.com/slash/adultchild. Follow me on TikTok and Instagram at adultchildpod, and give me a damn five star rating on Apple and Spotify. And I will see y'all Shit Shows on Wednesday. Bye. do let it